Will the community radio survive the COVID lockdown restrictions? Can community radio possibly provide a vehicle for people who responsibly question the COVID vaccine solution? Does a community station provide training and skills for the radio stars of tomorrow? What are the prospects that you can play a role in helping CKUW meet its $60,000 goal in the few hours we have left? On the second week of fundraising, the Global Research News Hour is determined to raise enough money to not only raise our standard operational funds, but plan new targets to take us to new and profound vistas of bringing new knowledge, resources, and supreme music to our radio listeners. We'll hear from our other stations broadcasting the Global Research News Hour. We'll hear excerpts from past shows, and we'll be reminded of what makes Global Research News Hour the final spoken word program during the Fun Drive special, airing the precious and distinct content worthy of a contribution now. On this week's program, a beacon in an ocean of mass disinformation, the 2021 Fun Drive special part two. Bringing you the analysis beyond the media headlines, the Global Research News Hour is on the air. Welcome to the Global Research News Hour for the week of February 19, 2021. The program is funded by the Center for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on occupied Anishinaabegaki, the homeland of the Métis and historical territory of the Nahiwak and the Nakota. I'm your host, Michael Welch. The show seeks to provide listeners with access to analysis of some of the major issues shaping our world today from thinkers, researchers, and unique political personalities rarely addressed by major media. Our shows are features on partner radio stations across Canada and the United States and available for streaming or download at the site globalresearch.ca. Well, I, I certainly think that we have to, to support community radio stations, which are, which are uh, in fact, uh, presenting us with, with documented analysis of the truth and of, of this crisis, inevitably. Uh, I would certainly ask our, uh, our readers and our, and our listeners on, on, our, on the Global Research News Hour to make those contributions. That was... Global Research News Editor and Founder Michel Chosodovsky, speaking to listeners recently of the value of community radio stations like CKUW and why listeners should pony up to keep this unique public service known as the Global Research News Hour alive and kicking in order to mount the counter-narrative to mainstream narratives. This is the final day of our Fun Drive 2021 that's to raise funds for the radio station out of which this show, the Global Research News Hour, is financed. Only about three hours to go. So if you're being stall, if you've been stalling over the last two weeks, well, this would be the perfect time to pledge your donation now at two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven or online at fundrive.ckuw.ca. That's f u n d r i v e dot c-k-u-w dot c-a and you can also email or uh, send an e-transfer using the email fundrive at c-k-u-w dot c-a this is michael welch 
This is my 11th fun drive, and I've been here long enough to see all the unique ways our broadcaster, CQW, can connect with the ears and hearts of listeners everywhere. And I mean everywhere, because we air at 450 watts effective radiative power, which reaches the outskirts of Winnipeg, this major city in Canada. But with our special archiving system, we can save our broadcasts and make them available over the internet to be downloaded anytime for a short period of time. Global Research News Hour also archives independently through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio for All, and on the website globalresearch.ca. But you can visit ckuw.ca and explore some of the other shows produced here to get a full sample of what this intrepid group makes available to the broader population. Like I said, we are a few short hours away from concluding the drive. We want to see a commitment from the community at home and abroad. So if you would like to contribute something, anything you can, please remember to phone 204-774-6877 or donate to fundrive.ckuw.ca. There are some exciting gifts the station is offering uh, as a way of saying thank you, of course. Due to the differences this year on account of COVID, you may have to wait a little longer to get them. But trust me, the gifts are worth the wait. Uh, You'll probably get them at the end of February or early in March. But starting as low as $35 for the year. You, if you listen in the Winnipeg area, you'll have receive a friend's card. That's a paper pamphlet. Uh, you can stick it in your wallet, uh, which offers you savings and discounts on a number of services and restaurants in the community. Uh, Bernstein's Deli on Corridon offers 10% off. Uh, Organic Planet, I go there very frequently, uh, it offers 10% off all deli items. The Park Theater and Movie Cafe, longtime supporters of CKW, they offer non-alcoholic beverages at 10% off. Cinema Tech offers you a membership in a space where they offer unique film productions uh, whenever you pay for a general admission at, at regular price. Hollow Read Holistic is 10% off. Humboldt's Legacy is 10% off uh, selected items. Uh, Rag Pickers, uh, 25% off with two-for-one bargains. I'm not much of a shopper, but I have gone to all of these places, and the savings are worth it. Maybe even you'll break the cost of actual donation. Yet another way that community building enters into the big picture. CKUW pays for itself in more ways than one. So make that pledge now. 204-774-6877. Donate online at fundrive.ckuw.ca. This being a a spoken word show, I I thought I would take the opportunity to go to a song. (laughs) We don't often do that on this show. Uh, It's a Black History Month, so I thought we'd dig up a song from my own Afro-Caribbean past. This is a song by The Mighty Sparrow. Uh, The song is a whimsical take on a woman who has a crush on the singer and wants to marry him, but he's not interested at all. So she's seeking the attention of somebody called an Obia man, basically a shaman, a medicine man, something like that, to entrance him. he, He caught wind of this, and so this is his reply. So I'll I'll let you listen. But in the meantime, go to the phone, 
204-774-6877. Go to fundrive.ckuw.ca or and make that pledge. $160 or more will net need, need you a unique hoodie uh, with the CKUW logo on it along with the friends card. Or, or ignore, the, the, more, ignore the assets and, and go for a tax receipt instead. Either donation is acceptable. Call today. That was from the Mighty Sparrow out of Grenada, eight-time winner of the Calypso King Monarch and uh, the twice decorated as the Calypsonian King of Kings with the song Obiaman. So this is Black History Month, as you know. Uh, there was a considerable testimony uh, to the passing of Hank Aaron, the, the famous black American baseball player. Uh, he played 23 seasons and managed to beat the record of Babe Ruth for career home runs. Past He passed away at the age of 86. You probably heard of his tragic death. Funny thing, though, generally understated in the press, was the coincidence of just 18 days previously having received the Moderna COVID vaccine. He said that, quote, I feel quite proud of myself for doing something like this. It's just a small thing that can help zillions of people in this country, unquote. So he's doing it to inspire a lot of black people who have some vaccine hesitation. <laughs> I'm sure it's worked. Um, the vaccine, it couldn't be proven to have caused the man's death, though. Yet, as reported on this program, there are numerous cases of elderly people in Germany, in Norway, and, and the United States dying shortly after receiving the vaccine. And there were other re- issues with the, the vaccine. So the, prob- the program probed the deaths of these people. We had voices from both sides to assess the situation, whereas commercial and state media continu- continually rule out any news mentioning vaccine complications. They essentially sound like infomercials for vaccines. You know, don't, don't you find so the Global Research News Hour is determined to probe a bit further, and we've come up with interesting results so far. And in our extended coverage, we also found documentation in the peer-reviewed journals that uh, therapeutic med- remedies such as ivermectin and hydrochloroquine can play a role in reducing the number of cases. But these remedies take a backseat to vaccines, which have raised concerns among some scientists who get very little attention. But I know some prominent medical experts will speak about the vaccine enthusiastically, and they say the vaccine is our only hope, apparently to save ourselves from the plague of COVID-19. I'll play for you a couple of clips from a past show. The first person you'll hear is Alison McGeera. He's She's a, a Canadian infectious disease specialist in the Sinai Health System in Toronto, with the positive perspective on the COVID vaccine, followed by part of an interview with Sushard Bhakti, the, uh, the chair of medical microbiology at the University of Maine's for 22 years before retiring in 2012. He's a critic of the lockdowns, masks, uh, vaccines, and other measures. With knowing that the risk of anaphylactic well, it's not zero, never is with a vaccine, or for that matter, with any medication you take, um, uh, but it's low enough that 
um, that people don't need to be worried any longer. So, so we can expect with a new very large vaccine program rolling out that because of the extreme caution that we apply to new vaccines, um, there's gonna be temporary holds on things. There's gonna be lots of investigations. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the vaccine at all. Um, and it certainly in this circumstance doesn't mean that taking the vaccine is not the safer of two choices. You know, you, we tend to think that, okay, I'm choosing whether or not to get the vaccine, but that's not actually the choice. The choice is I am choosing to get vaccinated or I am choosing to live exposed to COVID-19. And living exposed to COVID-19 is not a risk-free thing to do. Um, COVID-19 is a dangerous virus. 3,000 people a day are dying from it in the United States. Um, and so it, it's a balance, you know, which is a riskier thing to do, get the vaccine or get COVID. And no questions from the data we have at the moment um, for a great many adults, particularly older adults, getting the vaccine is a safer option. Anyone below the age of 70, even with pre-existing illnesses, the chances of dying was less than 1%. And if you had no pre-existing illness, the chances of dying of this COVID-19 was less than 0.1%, meaning that 99.9% would not die. The fact is, I said from the very beginning, forget it. It's, it's bound to fail. There's no way. And if you want to develop a vaccine that you're going to use with people who are already at risk, that vaccine has to be damn well controlled in its development. It's got to go through all the phases uh, of safety control. It's got to be checked and rechecked that it is not going to harm those poor guys who are going to get vaccinated. And this is what is not being done. As we all know, this rush to finish off this vaccine, to be used in the world populace that doesn't need it, and that cannot be used on the elderly with pre-existing illness because it would be much too dangerous. The last one was the swine flu, of course, yeah. 2009, where exactly the same thing happened. And I was saying exactly the same thing. I was saying, don't rush this vaccination business. It's bound to fail. It's not going to do any use to anyone. And of course, that turned out to be true. And as you probably you remember this swine flu vaccine caused a horrible number of, uh, of, of, of illnesses with a horrible disease, narcolepsy, uh, where we're looking at 2,000 North Europeans whose life was shattered, has been virtually destroyed because of this illness, the side effect. Now, I'm quite positive that if this corona vaccine is rushed to the same extent and given to people who don't need it, and these are people under 70 with no pre-existing illness, they are going to have the same catastrophe and the same tragedy happening. And no one is going to gain from this. No one, except maybe the pharmaceutical industry, those were the diverse perspectives of the medical testimony around this case. I should point out that Sukarit Bhakti 
is one of the most cited research scientists in German history, and he has actually taught vaccinations and immunology for 35 years. Uh, and he wrote the book Corona, False Alarm, Facts and Figures. So if he's challenging the vaccine around COVID, let's not be so quick to dismiss him as a quack or an uninformed person, okay? In the mainstream media that I've been exposed to, there's no such respect for dissident opinions on vaccines, or at least this vaccine. Like I said last week, a medical expert promoting vaccines on the one hand and a Trump supporter or a random guy entering a medical facility looking for patients on the other, that's not a proper balance of opinion. Uh, and I'm not saying the dissident scientists are exactly right, but whenever you have concerns about a health problem, never be afraid to consult a second opinion. And as far as I'm concerned, the Global Research News Hour has researched this and, and can offer you uh, that second opinion. It's up to you to, to take the information and take on your own investigation. Maybe you can or maybe you can't take the advice of the mainstream, but maybe you valued that alternative perspective to feel more comfortable with this decision you made. Having said that, like I say, Global Research News Hour is the only show in town and possibly even in the country with the courage to offer you those perspectives. If you value hearing it, would you donate to the Global Research News Hour? I mean, call now, 204-774-6877 or donate online at fundrive.ckuw.ca and make a hefty pledge to the Global Research News Hour. You don't have to pledge it all in one full sum. We can set up uh, to be for it to be removed in installments, you know, like six dollars removed every month from your account can get you the lovely T-shirt designed by the wonderful artist and activist and, and former student politician Sadie Phoenix Lavoy. It's a maroon shirt with a bear and an eagle in the front foreground and and a large picture of the moon in the background with station insignia on the periphery. Uh, so you know you, you you could see it on the internet. So donate what you can at fundrive.ckuw.ca. Well, the Global Research News Hour isn't just airing out of this small community radio station on the University of Winnipeg campus. We air a number of on a, a number of similar radio stations across Canada. One of them is the London, Ontario-based CIXX 106.9 FM. I asked the local programmer Michael Stopperchuk there to comment a bit on the station and what they've been up to lately. Here's what he sent me. Hi, I'm Michael Stoparchik, Programming Advisor for Fanshawe's 106.9 The X, broadcasting proudly from Fanshawe College in London, Ontario, Canada. Our radio station is quite unique. We're a campus community station uh, that is licensed by the CRTC in Canada. And what makes us really special is the fact that our students run the radio station. The students of the radio broadcasting and broadcast journalism programs, they operate the station 24-7. We're in automation for a very short period of time between midnight and 6 a.m., but otherwise the students are preparing all the newscasts, gathering all the information. They're preparing all the entertainment bits. They're selecting the music. They're going out on sales calls. 
They're creating all the marketing opportunities, promotional opportunities, and everything in between. Our students produce, write the commercials and everything that goes to air, all the liners and jingles, et cetera. All that's done through the students who are taking the programs at Fanshawe College. Like any other radio station in these times, we've had to hurdle some obstacles for sure. You add the extra element of being a live learning environment for students, and that uh, doubles those obstacles, I guess is the best way to say it. But through some amazing support from our college, um, from our student body, from all the professors and industry leaders, as well as our engineer, we've been able to put together um, continuous programming on our radio station while the students are learning from home. They are recording their newscasts from home. They're submitting them into a voice track system. They are going to air. And when we are allowed to have students in the broadcast center, obviously we are doing so with all the safety protocols that uh, we need to be doing. And their safety and health is our absolute priority. If they ever feel uncomfortable being in an environment, whether they are allowed to be there or not, we, of course, make accommodations for that. And we've just been able to piece together the things that we've needed to piece together, quite frankly. There have been some challenges, absolutely. And uh, there have been some amazing successes as we've learned a whole lot about what is available out there. Um, everything from software to hardware, just different opportunities and different outlooks on how to prepare programming for radio stations. So while, of course, the situation isn't ideal, nobody really wants to be going through this, um, there has been some positives from it, and we certainly are learning from it like everybody else in every other industry is doing as well. The Global Research News Hour is a very important program in our lineup. It airs every Sunday at 6 a.m., and it really starts uh, our specialty programming each and every Sunday as we uh, kickstart sort of a different vibe to our uh, traditional Monday to Saturday broadcast. The reason it is important is it provides just another different perspective, and of course, it's a global perspective. And we want our listeners to be informed. That's what we're there for. We're there to provide them with information. And what they do with that information is really up to them. They can further research it, of course. They can believe or not believe. They can uh, be actively involved or not actively involved, whatever the case may be. But it does give them the opportunity to hear a different perspective. And I think that's very important for our listening audience. In fact, that's very important for all listening audiences to have the ability to hear different perspectives. And the Global Research News Hour absolutely does that through the host of uh, Michael and, of course, all his uh, amazing guests on a weekly basis. That was Michael Stoperchuk, Programming Advisor for Fanshawe's 106.9 VX in London, Ontario. Thank you for those kind words, Michael, and, and also for a review of the station and, and its current difficulties. You know, this is a difficult time for community radio with all of the damage caused in the wake of lockdowns and so forth. It's really hard for all of us. I mean, but interesting, interestingly, Many of these stations are continuing to plug along and, and keep the station going with all the determination and ingenuity they can muster. Our, sta our stations, CKUW, 
are pulling it together, though you wouldn't know it to, to listen regularly. But hey, I mean, we have working staff. We have uh, Ugana Shibo, uh, the volunteer coordinator. Gil Carroll, our publishing and promotions director. Ted Turner, uh, a long-standing uh, uh, person that he is. Uh, he ha- handles the donation relations. David Tomashichuk, our exceptional music director. The supremely significant Stan Doucette, Sam Doucette, our program director. And, and the unstoppable Rob Schmidt. What resources these guys are. They definitely deserve to be acknowledged. But, you know, they can use a few more resources, too. You can donate to the station now at ckuw.ca by uh, phoning 204-774-6877 or donate online at fundrive.ckuw.ca. Remember, e-transfers are available uh, and can be sent to fundrive at ckuw.ca. You're listening to the Global Research News Hour, broadcasting from CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg and from partnering radio stations across Canada and the United States. The COVID crisis has affected broad sectors of the journalism community too. Uh, In the recent release of Censored 2021, the Project Censors Project Censored's annual publication listing the most censored stories of the previous year. We generally have them on at the beginning of each broadcast year. One of the most prominent points highlighted was how the threat of COVID was used to contain the normal freedoms and demolish journalism, in addition to many other sectors left abandoned in the desire to crack down on COVID Here's another sample of a past show uh, from the first broadcast of 2021. Here is Andy Lee Roth speaking to attacks on journalism. Um, I should also add that under COVID, uh, we've seen crackdowns around the world on journalism. Um, that uh, internationally, uh, many nations have used, the governments of many nations have used the COVID pandemic and the threat of misinformation about COVID to crack down on journalists, especially journalists' use of freedom of information laws. Um, and in the United States, uh, under COVID and in the wake of the, of the police killing of George Floyd in uh, Minnesota, um, as, as protests erupted first in St. Paul uh, and Minneapolis and then spread across the country, um, uh, law enforcement uh, have been documented uh, multiple times, hundreds of times, according to um, U.S. Uh, Press Freedom Watch trackers uh, statistics, um, hundreds, uh, close to 300 cases of attacks on journalists, many by law enforcement in 2020. So it's been um, a very tough year for press freedoms um, and State of the Free Press 2021 um, uh, you know, in addition to the project's annual listing of the most important but underreported news stories, um, we've also done our part to try to assess, uh, as the book title suggests, the state of the free press uh, in this most extraordinary year. So cracking down on journalism is at stake in these COVID measures. 
Bet you don't hear that too often. Uh, it's it's kind of like how the government used 9-11 as an excuse to conquer Iraq. It seems ludicrous to, by today's standards, but back then it was a rational excuse. And CKUW, long before I was a station programmer then, was doing that investigating and, and telling people there was no rationale for invading Iraq based on weapons of mass destruction, based on that premise. I remember. And I don't remember any other stations uh, doing that. So isn't it like at least theoretically possible that big countries are using the excuse to conquer COVID to bring in other measures uh, serving the elite oligarchy? I mean, you've got various forms of protest here in Manitoba that are at the brink of being shut down by the province. And it's worth noting, I think, that over the course of the 2020 uh, year from March, when the, 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 when the uh, analysis, when, they, you know, when the epidemic started, to December, according to a report by Americans for Tax Fairness and the Institute for Policy Studies, the combined wealth of the Americas, the American billionaires, went up from one trillion dollars to four trillion dollars in just nine months. CKUW has a long history of digging deeper and bringing awareness to these issues. We can't let it be shut down. As the last spoken word program on CKUW to air during Fund Drive, we need to remember all the spoken word shows aired that woke people, including myself, to the lies behind the propaganda. I'll acknowledge some of those shows right now. The show Radio Free World in this time slot uh, taking on issues beyond the perimeter highway in Winnipeg. There was, of course, The Beat, to be renamed People of Interest, where I got my training. There was Black Mask, The Frequency of Resistance, uh, bringing an anarchist take to all scenes before us. We had the feminist shows, Say It Sista and its successor, Femisphere, producing, produced, run, and hosted by women-identifying groups and individuals. Uh, Wooden Spoons, which is now back and, and bringing the best of news affecting the environment and people's healthy living. There's Inner City Voices, the, the voices of people bringing their voices to people's homes without the intervention of some suburban reporter. The System Kids, the show centered around kids in care by the people working with them every week. Uh, there's the Green Blues show, uh, merging the best environmentally themed topics with a passion for blues music, there was Scott's shows, Warning Shots, and, and Radio Free Winnipeg. The Rogue Primate and others were essential perspectives brought to your radio device uh, on the frequency 95.9 megahertz. This show and these shows need a home. Let's keep this unique brand of perspectives from being homeless <laughs> on the airwaves uh, as the threat of COVID-19 continues to pummel the talented and successful staff currently doing their best to keep us active and assembled, call now 204-774-6877. That's 204-774-6877. Or visit the site fundrive.ckuw.ca and make your pledge now. I mean, like right now. Now is the time. That, of course, was some rush 
YYZ from the album Moving Pictures came out 40 years ago this month. Oh my gosh. A classic, one of many uh, just from that album and a personal favorite as well. I hope you liked it. But hey, we could use some more help raising funds. That's our purpose on CKUW during the Global Research News Hour and uh, the program Fund Drive. Uh, The show features broad discussions of knowledge, controversies, insights. We're at the cutting edge. So phone 204-774-6877 or go to fundrive.ckuw.ca. Remember, we do also take e-transfer. E-transfer your cash to fundrive at ckuw.ca. Remember, the 95.9 or $95.90 pledge or higher will earn you a toque a winter hat, in addition to the beloved friends card. Or else you can alternatively get an income tax receipt. You know, an easy way you can stick it to the man with your more responsible donation to the spoken word programs that enlighten you and bring you so much. 204-774-6877 or donate to fundrive.ckuw.ca. those of you who have donated to the drive so far, I just want to make take a moment to thank them. Uh, I, uh, I I know uh, I got $70 from Dave. Thank you. Uh, Ziba pledged $250. Thank you, Ziba. And Hilga, uh, she also pledged $250. Thanks. Uh, that's a lot of money. But you know, if you combined it into one pledge... You, we would have a very special pledge for people offering $500. It's the, uh, the CKUW Public Radio. And uh, it is tuned only to CKUW, no other station. A bit simple in appearance, mind you, but it could be neat to have. It's a monogamous relationship with our listeners, you might say, uh, with CKUW. Break it down over the course of a year, and, and that's $10 a week. So yeah, I mean, we could set up an arrangement for your donation to be withdrawn in installments so it's more manageable. Make it happen. Call with that generous pledge, 204-774-6877, or go to the site fundrive.cqw.ca. Yes, uh, Global Research NewsHour has certainly examined the COVID crisis from angles you haven't heard from any other broadcaster, I'm sure. And if you are following it, you could donate to the show your support. Just call 204-774-6877 or go to fundrive.cqw.ca. But we, of course, follow other stories of interest as well. Uh, we followed Israel-Palestine and highlighting the Palestine and the Gaza situation. We followed the situation in Venezuela, in Iran, in, in Syria, in Ukraine, we, we, we've arranged the Cold Wars on Russia and China. Uh, we've tackled Brexit. And, of course, we have looked up the, uh, the complex dynamics right inside the United States itself. And we're not afraid to bring up the crimes of both the Republicans and the Democrats. The Democrats extended the war under Obama 
taking on the coup in, in Ukraine, the Libyan insurgency, and then the Syrian war. Our foreign affairs coverage includes the role of the United States in supporting the ISIS and, and al-Qaeda rebels. Uh, it was Russia, not the United States, that came to the rescue of the Syrians. If they hadn't, maybe it would have been more like Libya today. And Libya is a much worse place now to live in now uh, than it was beforehand. So if, if you want to hear those unique perspectives, you have to tune in to, seek, to Global Research News Hour on CQW or, or wherever your, uh, whichever station you listen to it. And you have to support the station, which provides a basis on which these unique perspectives are aired, not only in Winnipeg, but in Vancouver, uh, in St. John, in London, Ontario, and yes, even in the United States. There's this great station in Newton, Massachusetts, located just east of Boston. It's called Boston College Radio. It's been on the FM band for more than 45 years, and they love to play Global Research News Hour. Let's have a listen to a little about their station and, and what they and their viewers enjoy about the show. My name is Bob Funk, and I'm the host for Truth and Justice Radio, WZBC 90.3 FM, Newton, Massachusetts. Our show is Truth and Justice Radio. It's a four-hour program from 6 to 10, I generally start at 5 with an hour of anti-war peace and activist music uh, for those who want to wake up with a cup of coffee and actually hear the whole program. Essentially, we're four hours of spirited examination of war-making, empire, corrupt justice, Engineered poverty, lying politicians, jingoism, corporate criminality, media disinformation, and engineered chaos. Some 14 years ago, uh, Stan Robinson, who was one of the founders of the show, is now one of my off-site producers who is an excellent individual who takes care of things on the, on the outside and points me in, in certain directions that I need to go. Our entire premise is to find the truth, because through the truth, the only way is we'll ever get to justice. We work very hard at bringing information from sources that most people don't know about, haven't heard about, or have been drowned out by social media, and the, the corporate media. So, with that said, I'm going to leave enough room for Stan to actually say a few words here. Once again, my name is Bob Funk. The show is Truth and Justice Radio and can be found on truthandjusticeradio.org. Thank you. My name is Stan Robinson. I'm among several co-founders of the weekly radio show Truth and Justice Radio 17 years ago, and I've been involved with it ever since. Truth and Justice Radio is, or at least claims to be, four hours of spirited examination of war-making, empire, corrupted justice, engineered poverty, lying politicians, jingoism, corporate criminality, media disinformation, and orchestrated chaos. 
On Truth and Justice Radio, we feature a smorgasbord of materials we capture via Internet, plus recordings of local events, interviews, readings, announcements, and bits of editorial comment. The intended effect includes fostering serious understanding of the negative forces we face, such as unbridled corporatism, imperialism, exceptionalism, racism, classism, secret government, official lies, and the whole gamut. It's very different from mainstream and NPR-type media propaganda and mush. Among those four hours, one is exclusively ours. It's the award-winning This Week in Palestine at 8 a.m., That's news, opinions, and discussion from the point of view of our much-maligned Palestinian comrades. It's currently produced by attorney John Roberts, retired executive director of ACLU Massachusetts. Each episode is permanently archived. If you're near enough to Boston, Massachusetts, listen starting 6 a.m. Eastern Time, Sundays, at WZBC. 90.3 FM. No matter where you are, if you can connect to the Internet, listen online at wzbc.org. Our humble website, truthandjusticeradio.org, leads to playlists, hour-by-hour temporary archives, and permanent archives of This Week in Palestine. Our scope is right up Michael Welch's alley at the Global Research News Hour, and vice versa. Of course, we can disagree on details. We are his fans, and from time to time we pick up his weekly posting and broadcast part or all of it. We aired his entire show featuring Chosadovsky on February 7th. And we wish you good fortune in your fundraising efforts. Yes, uh, very, very kind words from Stan Robinson out at Boston College Radio, WZBC. So you see, uh, this program is not only unique in terms of its content, it gets around. Regular airing just outside Boston at 1,000 watts of radio power should net a few interested brains. And if you're abroad... You're welcome to donate to the program as well via CKUW. I don't think I can guarantee a tax receipt to anyone outside of Canada. However, incentives can be mailed to you. That's right. Although you would have to add shipping and handling charges, I'm afraid. But maybe it's worth it. The t-shirt, the hoodie, or the toque would make you a topic of conversation, I'm sure. So think about it. And it starts by phoning 204-774-6877. That's 204-774-6877. Or you can e-transfer it to fundrive at ckuw.ca or go to the site fundrive.ckuw.ca. Just so you know, we've gotten support from the University of Winnipeg students. You see, a a levy is applied to their student tuition to pay for the, the student service uh, among other student services. I mean, so that pays the majority of, of our, our budget, but not the whole thing. We have other expenses to, to pay, but we can't count on ads to raise those funds, no. I mean, that's rare, even among university broadcasters. 
we are therefore not beholden to them on any levels. And it's a great relief to our staff and our listeners. I mean, think about it. If you have a program where some people will present a radical perspective on some matter or other, uh, down with capitalism or, or something like that, and then during a break, we turn around 180 degrees and present a corporate jingle. I mean, <laughs> so no so no ads anymore, okay? So yeah, apart from the student levy and, and a few University of Winnipeg Student Association grants, we have to turn to you, the listener. We don't get a penny from the university itself. We don't get paid by the Canadian government. And no, contrary to what you may have heard, we don't get funding from the Russian government either. Fully 25% of our costs comes straight from you, listener. And time is short. With only 15 minutes to go, we need your support now more than ever. Make that call now, okay? 204-774-6877. That's 204-774-6877. Or go to fundrive.ckuw.ca. F-U-N-D-R-I-V-E dot C-K-U-W dot C-A and donate to this, this exceptional program, the Global Research News Hour. I'm going to take a break now to, to clear my throat a little bit. Uh, another classic recording from my interview with Derek Bros uh, just a couple of months back, uh, an up-and-coming investigative journalist. He, he predicted a lot of the turmoil surrounding the 2020 presidential election. We'll, we'll have a listen to that, and then we'll be hopefully have room for one more desperate pitch before we the close. Transition Integrity Project, which was involving kind of anti-Trump or neocons and uh, Democrats from the kind of Biden, uh, Clinton, Obama faction, speaking about the potential for uh, also chaos, you know, that could result. And they basically, so all these different simulations have foreseen this idea. And when it comes to the Transition Integrity Project, they describe four different scenarios. And one of them that seems most similar to what we are seeing play out is uh, a Biden win, or at least the appearance of the win, the media calling that win, and then, of course, Trump disputing that. Now, we're still five, six weeks away from Inauguration Day, maybe even just seven weeks or so, um, in January 20th. And Trump is still kind of fighting his battle in these courts. It doesn't really seem like it's going anywhere. I think I saw one court sort of side with him, but there, you know, there's still a long road ahead if he has any chance in doing that. Um, but I do think that the predicted election chaos could still come. I mean, we're still a good ways from, not that I'm hoping for it or, or you know, calling for it or anything like that, but it, we're still weeks away from uh, inauguration day. And on inauguration day, that is the, where the potential for as, you know, any sort of uh, conflict could happen, right? Because obviously Trump is supposed to kind of leave the White House peacefully or, you know, without much hubbub um, and Biden's supposed to take over. Biden's already giving speeches, speaking as the president-elect and acting in that role. And officially the Trump administration has um, started the transition process, although they're still fighting in the courts. So in the end, it could be just a typical usual passing of the power from one member of the predator class to another. Um, not because I don't, I don't think there's going to be much differences between the administrations uh, potentially maybe expanding on programs and things like that. But I do think that uh, for me, putting out the darkest winter documentary, mini documentary 
The reason I felt inclined to do that is because uh, I know you've talked to Whitney Webb, Whitney and Ryan Christian and myself, we've been trying to get people to pay attention to these simulations. And again, the, how they pop back up often. And, and they've just been, the phrase has been darkest, dark winter has been coming up more and more often. So I guess for me, the goal was like, look, I'm just going to put this information out there. And I, I said several times in the mini documentary that this was not about fear or trying to scare people or put them in a state of panic or anything like that. But at the same time, hopefully to encourage people not to give into any push from left or right for chaos in the streets or go fight your neighbor, you know, turn against somebody if they're a Trump supporter or the, you know, fight your neighbor if they're a Biden supporter, whatever, these sort of things that the media would like to have us feed into. It's, it's really something that I wanted to just, I guess, get out into the, the subconscious and say, like, look, be prepared for any of these potentialities and let's not give into this push towards division towards violence. And thankfully, we haven't really seen that. There was a few violent nights in D.C., but most of that seemed to kind of, you know, petered out right now. It's not like overtaking the streets. And I think that is actually kind of telling because despite the media's attempts for the last four years to really push this idea that neighbor or turning against neighbor, I really think it's just the fringes of America, maybe the extreme, the, the true extreme right and extreme left that are kind of pushing at each other and wanting to go fight in the street and, and these sort of things and are kind of reacting and counter-reacting with each other. I don't think that right, left, center, et cetera, people generally are at that point, but the media is constantly, has been pumping this idea. Are we on the brink of a new civil war? Is a civil war happening? Are we in a cold civil war? And it's, I think that's, that's very dangerous. So one of my goals with the Darkest Winter mini doc was to kind of try to head off that. been listening to the Global Research News Hour, a program funded by the Center for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on occupied Anishinaabegaking, the homeland of the Métis and the historical territory of the Nahiawak and the Nakota. The show is aired on other radio stations across Canada and the United States and is available for streaming or download at globalresearch.ca. To leave feedback on this program, please email globalresearchnewshour at gmail.com. I've been the show's host and producer, Michael Welch. Thank you once again.